Hello and welcome to a podcast. I'm here with Charlie and Dan. Hello. All right. There's a name somewhere and a date, but uh, don't care. Anyway, yes. today we're going to be talking about the fact that, well, we're going to discover actually the best country for black people Ooh, wow. and white people. I don't know how <laughs> we're going to do that. This segment's probably going to be a mess. Uh, I, I feel the need to actually give a proper warning about I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. But anyway, <laughs> so that one. A uh, reassuring start. We're also going to be talking about old narratives and ladies in gaming. Yes. Which... Yes, ladies. It, they, like are, they are ladies. You know what's funny, though, is I what? felt like my segment was going to get us like, in trouble. And then, I, I it, like, <laughs> and then you saw the other one. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah yours is actually... No, mine's fine. Mine's, yes. mine's fine. Yes. Anyway, I suppose. Yeah, and we got this special announcement that uh, it, it, is, it is my birthday on Friday, and therefore I am inviting all of our Gold Tier members to send in a special video congratulations uh, at this weekend, and then I'll see them when I come in. So there you go. Special birthday competition. Please come to my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're going to go to McDonald's and get a Happy Meal together. Dan actually has no friends, so please do. <laughs> please do that. <laughs> what I need, yes. No, do you want to actually... Where is your birthday again? Sorry, I wasn't... Friday. Friday? But I won't be in on Friday, so if they, if they send Damn. the videos on the weekend, then, then I'll, I'll see them when I come in. When's on. the last day you're in? You want Thursday? Uh, tomorrow. Wednesday. Yeah. Should we have a substitute birthday party at McDonald's? No, that was all right. No, that, that would actually be a bit tragic. <laughs> All right, whatever. Anyway, shall begin with the, the yeah. news. So, this is news. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, today we're gonna do something that's uh, kind of dumb. Don't really know where we're going with this. If it's a complete tragedy, uh, well, you know, it's gonna happen at some point. So, we're gonna go and check through the best country to be black and the best country to be white. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out, boys. Oh, good. Cutting okay. research. Yeah. Yeah. This this is no longer a news program. This is a research program. Mm. Re- real time. Hopefully, if this isn't a complete catastrophe. Anyway, but let's begin with promoting something on the website. As you can see here, this is a book probably did about the Cultural Revolution. And uh, the reason I bring this up is uh, not for no reason, which is, um, first and foremost, I think the best country to be black is clearly China, as we can see from this uh, brother Hao over here, who is telling us about how there would be no China without the Communist Party. Very real, I'm sure. Anyway, the whole thing that sparked why I'm doing this and um, potentially getting us all shot is that Kenny Badenoch said a thing. She's, she's at that conference where there's no power, so no one cares. Yeah, that, that like, government thing. That... Lots of what lobbyists, no real power. Yeah. Anyway, Lots of empty seats as well. Because there's no real power. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is a point Dan made excellently. I hadn't thought of before. But the, the reason no one cares about Conservative Party Conference ever is, is because there's no power there. Decisions mm-hmm. aren't made at Conservative Party Conference, or even the people in the room. It's, it's made above national politicians. But there are speeches. So yes. Kenny Badenoch came out and gave a speech where yes. she says here, as Mr. Pestineau tells us, uh, I tell my children this is the best country in the world to be black because people see people, not labels. Mm. Pretty stock standard sort of rhetoric yep. you get in this uh, sphere. And it, and it might well be true, actually. Yeah, yeah. It might, might well be true, that statement. Um, not a bad thing. I, I think it's pretty good. That people can be seen for themselves. Uh, he does go on to say something a bit weird, this guy, which some will see as a statement that multiculturalism has been a triumph, not a failure, asserted by Suella Braveman. <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense. Um, yes. The word multiculturalism obviously being multicultures, not. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's sort of, uh, I don't know, it's a little bit sort of race essentialist almost, suggesting that culture <laughs> and race are one and the same. <laughs> you can only be a certain culture yeah. for a certain race. Yeah. Yes. That's right. I work for ITV. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's just but that's, I, that's basically a caste system, isn't it? Yeah, mm. 
Uh, well, I, I don't know if he's got an Indian wife, but we'll find out. Yes. But I love that it's just like a man, local man doesn't even know his own words that he uses. Mm. I mean, like replacing a whole neighbor to neighborhood of one culture with many cultures. That's what multiculturalism is. Yes. We take a place that's got one culture and then we replace it with loads mm. of others that are all different and they're all side by side. Not there's a black person. That's <laughs> different things. But whatever. I, I thought I'd just check in real quick because, I mean, even if this segment's a mess, can't be any worse than this guy. And this dude gets paid a lot. I mean, this is just him talking about his new payment. He used to work for BBC, now works for ITV. And uh, I believe he says in here, somewhere in one of these blocko texts, where he mentions that he got paid, what is it, 300 grand? Must be nice. To do his job now? 346,666 pounds. Don't know why, 666. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably like, insisted on that bit. Yeah, who, who, who in the right mind is like, yeah, I, I'm desperate for that, whatever. Yes. Anyway, but there's some speculation here they're talking about. And uh, so we'll guess he's on 200K at the BBC, 300K now, mm. and um, doesn't even know what multiculturalism is. Bro, great. Anyway, earns his wage with uh, such insights. Anyway, but this statement from Kemi sort of blew up mm. and became an instant debate on Normie Radio here, which was a complete waste of time because it's Normie Radio, as you can see. Uh, she's talking about how she's wrong. Uh, why is she wrong that Britain is a, one of the best places to be black? Uh, because she's black. Not the best argument I've ever heard. This just reads <laughs> like that thing that uh, came out about Calvin Robinson the other day. You see that? I'm not going to repeat what title oh, the award is. The Black Lawyers? Yeah, that one. I, just, I think you might need to hint to it, at least because people might not have seen it. I, I didn't see he that was, He was awarded a certain accolade of being um, something of the year by, they, uh, by people who think that basically because he's not white, he's not allowed to. Oh, they, they, didn't, they, didn't use, they didn't start with the letter N, did it? That, did. Oh, dear. So that's not good. That, that's how you know, the, you know the good guys. Yes. All right, but, yeah. So this, this sparked this pointless debate. I mean, this one here, I'm not kidding as well. Like, this caller just calls up and insists that because of critical race theory, but he just says, uh, because of critical race theory, uh, she's playing the white man. So the reason she's wrong is because she's black, which it's just not an argument. But it's just whatever. like this, whenever this sort of thing comes around, because it always seems to come around every, every couple of weeks or months, it just, it's just crazy because it's like, okay, let's, let's, Assume for the sake of argument that the UK is the best country to be black in. Yeah. Why, why, why do these people think that's a bad thing, or that that's like instinctively that that's wrong? They have to. Yeah. They just have to instinctively. And, and I'm just kind of running over in my yeah. mind. I mean, it, it probably is, isn't it? I mean, it's, surely it's got to be up there. I mean, it's the best, yeah. one of the best countries in the world. Full stop. So yes. you know, yeah, that's yes. Not true. <laughs> Come on, well. even even in the midst of everything that's happening, it still is. Anyway, I got some thoughts <laughs> about racism. So, <laughs> I mean, data. <laughs> yeah. uh, saved it. Anyway, this is uh, a bunch of data, so I thought we'd go and check out the question um, of where is it best to be black and white. Now, this is a bit broad. This isn't necessarily about being black or white, this particular one. This is from the Washington Post, where some place did some research, and here's the map. A fascinating map of the most and least racially tolerant countries. Yes. So red, um, not very tolerant. Of, so, what, uh, so India is the least racially tolerant place on earth. So the way this is done is they interviewed people from various countries and asked them the question of, well, who would you not like as a neighbor? I remember seeing this. Right. And 40 plus percent of Indians said someone of a different race. Uh, the French, it was about 30 percent, said not someone of a different race. Uh, for the British, Americans, what, what, South Americans. What do Indians race. count as another race? Do they count people from Pakistan as a different race? Does, does, does that trigger it? or I mean, again, before we even get into this, yes. the world's massive. 
Yeah. Like nobody really? knows everything about it. So we're going to be hugely ignorant. And so the comments from people in various countries are correcting us or helping us learn things. Uh, much appreciated going forwards. Yes, but yeah. let's begin with my um, limited knowledge of the world and, and trying yeah. to put it on here. I'm going to imagine the Indians also consider like people of a different caste as something mm. unusual. Uh, I suppose if you ask them about race, I don't know. Whether that was foremost in their mind when they answered this particular question, I don't know. But either way, I yeah. do love that you've got all of well, Western Europe just being like, yeah, it's fine, I don't care. And then France is like, no, <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> it's like, okay, yes. all right, brother. But anyway, a bit of a global perspective, which is obviously pointed out usually, which is um, there's the West and then everyone else mm-hmm. who is very different. And, and actually, you say, you say Western Europe is pro I mean, the UK is a, is a glowing beacon of diversity tolerance compared to Sweden. You know, even Germany. Yeah, of course. Well, I say even Germany. I mean, I know they have history on this, but I mean, they, they... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys are history buffs or not, but in the middle yes. of the 20th century. <laughs> Yes, more lately they've they, they've bigged up the whole diversity thing. Obviously, Sweden is is, is Swedening, and then North America is um. Well, I mean they they they've got black faced Trudeau over there, haven't they? So South America very tolerant. That's kind yes. Of Do you know about a mixed area anyway? Yeah. yeah. Do you know about the forced race mixing in yes. Bolivia? Yes. Yes. That was the who was that? The Portuguese or the Spanish? Or... It's the, I forget which dictator was in yeah. charge, but he decided that uh, to solve the racial problems. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think yeah. it's Bolivia. Well, he decided that, okay, we've got the Indians and we've got us, the European Spaniards, and uh, there's not enough uh, mixing, and therefore there's lots of conflict. Everyone is going to yeah. be assigned the little native mistress. Literally. Yeah. He, he made um, marrying someone of your own race illegal, so you had to marry someone of a different race, and there's only two to pick from. So, <laughs> so, so every um, Spanish man had to marry an Indian lady, and every uh, Indian man had to marry a, a white Spaniard. And this lasted for like 10 years, and it was to enough. Be, to be so. fair, that does put it in perspective, doesn't it? Because we often criticize the conservative parties for betraying us at every possible opportunity. They haven't gone that far yet. Yeah, yet. Anyway. <laughs> not, shall... not progressive enough. But that's that's an old man. This is the more modern one I just managed to find online. Ooh. Same question asked, and then a bit more detail as well. More countries filled in there. So there you have it. Um, Czechoslovakia seems to have, in the modern age, gotten a bit more uh, upsetty spaghetti about uh, such things. And as you can see, the Middle East, the Islamic world, um, yeah. doing its thing. All right. Tur- Turkey, <laughs> Turkey says no, and what is that? Is that Vietnam? Yeah. Apparently France has uh, come around. Whatever. Anyway, that's uh, one version of the data. Okay. There was an EU questionnaire a while back that was quite funny as well. So this here is uh, just some links showing it. And it's various, like, would you be okay if your daughter married an ex? Mm-hmm. And then X is filled in with uh, you know various different types of people, Jewish, Muslims, Asians, uh, black people, and there's various results. Um, I've, I've got to say, as a dad of two daughters, the correct answer is this: is would you, would your daughter, would you be comfortable if your daughter married? At that point, you should just stop and say, "No, I'm suspicious of absolutely bloody all of them, mm. under all <laughs> circumstances." I'm, I'm not just talking about races. I'm just, I'm just talking about a Catholic. You know, no, just, just you know, men in general. I mean, you've got you to just pro- don't want your daughter marrying you. That kind no, of no. Well, I mean, I, I do, but I. He's going to have to jump a very high bar for me to be happy. Standards. Yes. Mm. I do find particularly funny. I mean, no no matter what you ask, I mean, apparently Slovakia is on your team there. But they're just like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) my daughter doesn't marry anyone. That's that's what's going on there. Anyway, but you can go check that on your own time. And there's the argument, again, I'll bring it up here. I mean, specifically, we're looking at black people today. But I mean, you can make it with other group. I mean, as I've seen here, like the UK being yes. most accepting of such things. We are we are wonderfully, wonderfully tolerant here, aren't we? That is uh, the the data on that. Yes. So, um, and also there's some other perks about being black in the UK or in the various black movements. I mean, we've gone over this, but Black Lives Matter in the UK, 
comical on the face of it before you even get into a debate. Yeah. Because it's like, not America. Mm. So stupid. Yes. Like, I mean, if you want to take American racial politics, they're dumb in America. Yes. Like, they make no sense and just make a mockery of the American system and are just based on lies. And then when you get to England, it's like, well, this has gone through so many layers of translation. This has nothing to do with us in any way. Yeah. But okay. But you still get that, that phenomenon where people are arrested, they still start chanting, I can't breathe. Yeah, or, you know, you're able to steal lots of money on the basis of race politics. To, to be fair, that was actually valid it. last week when it was that Pakistani shopkeeper actually strangled <laughs> I mean, in that case, I can't breathe probably works. Yeah, but she couldn't breathe because she shoplifted and then attacked <laughs> So I mean, one of the funniest examples of that was when uh, the UK and the USA went against each other in football, and the UK kneeled, but the USA didn't. Yeah. I was reading about that earlier today. It's just absurd. It's so comical. You ever see what I think it was the Polish team? Mm. They, were, uh, they decided, so they were playing, I think, England. England knelt. And then uh, as they did that, the Poles decided to wrap out their flares, as they do, and bring out a big flag, because all the Polish players were just standing there like, what are you doing? And the big flag came out, and it, it unfurled. And it was a banner that just said, kneel to your masters, and then there was a picture of the <laughs> Polish president. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. Well played. Get, get. Get messed. Yes. Anyway, but there's uh, obviously some other points as well, which is, you know, immigration. So, I mean, if the UK is some like horrible place that can't stand uh, seeing a black person for all of five seconds, then it would be kind of weird that they keep moving here. And it's not just them, of course. The most majority of immigration is from Asian countries and EU and so forth. But anyway, but I suppose uh, I don't know if we can do it. I don't know if we have the technology, but can we go to the MS Paint edition, please, John? So then I can use my. Uh, there we are. We've never done this before. The show's truly interactive oh, hey, now, boys. Are you, are you going to live yes. graphic this? Yes. This is going to be a disaster. So I, uh, I'm i going to say yes for the UK. I, I think we're all in agreement. Sure, yeah. Pretty good. But yes to black. what specifically? Uh, pretty, if you're a black guy, I, I, I would want to live right, in the right. UK. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And the way I'm going to do this is I'm thinking if you're black in America, I think you're probably going to be okay. Uh, Canada, Alaska. Yeah. It's uh, easy peasy. Let's, uh, let's do some Northern Ireland. I don't know. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is actually working. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I also just wanted to test out MS Paint because I like MS Paint. I'm just going to fill in the islands because I'm, I'm a right. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Welcome to the four-hour pod stream. Yeah. Uh, thank <laughs> you. 197 countries. We are literally just Twitch streamers at this point, okay. playing with maps. Okay. So there we are. So I think from the data, I can definitely say that. Um, I think the country where it was, uh, I, I would not visit, uh, based on that data. Uh, <laughs> India. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Yeah, rule out Southeast Asia as well and China. I mean, I was, I, so I've, I've I've traveled around sort of say uh, India, Southeast Asia, and China. It is, it is quite common to have restaurants where they simply put a sign up listing the races that they don't want crossing their threshold. I mean, do you remember the one in China that was literally no black people allowed in the McDonald's? Yeah, but that, that, that's, com- USA no, that, 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 that's, that's my point. It's common. Yeah. You, will, you will commonly see that around that part of the world. Again, um, correct us for our ignorance as yeah. we go forward, but I can definitely say, I mean, we did do the story about China, so that was yeah. the thing. And um, that, that's, that's grim. Um, I think the rest of South America, I don't know if I can uh, be even more lazy. I've, I've got no idea when it comes literally. to South America. Well, I just I remember seeing that data from earlier, so I'm just going to do that. There we are. Oh, okay. Big, big tick. <laughs> there we are. Right. Um, how about Africa? I feel like if you're black in Africa, there's no disadvantage. Yeah, but who Yeah, but who goes? People come from there. They don't go to there. And the thing so, is, there's large areas of Africa where it's not good to be anyone. Well, yes. that's, well this yeah. is my thing. I mean, I thought about this question for long and hard, and I thought, okay, well, if, um, if, if I'm a black guy, I think the way you could rate whether it's uh, a country that's that's the best to live in or not depends on just do you get an advantage or disadvantage for being black. Mm. And I think probably let's let's uh, draw a line here, like this. You got no disadvantage mm. because well you're the majority, and, yes. and then I don't know, the various Caribbeans. Let's just let's just tick those, I guess. 
But um, it, yeah, this started I think... out so much more professional. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I could fill it in, but we'd be here all year. I'm just going to like go every African you... nation. <laughs> I, I know the way you've opted out of putting the cape in South Africa, which is actually quite accurate. I didn't yeah. do that on purpose. That's uh, a whole other question, I suppose. Yes. And uh, also Canaries, uh, rightful Spanish territory. What do you, what do you want? Anyway. Right. Uh, okay. oh, oh, you've right. done the, you know, he's done the sea. There we are. Oh, there we go. Everything there goes back. Everyone's but anyway, not yeah. to make a swimming joke. Um, West, I don't think you have a disadvantage. That's my point. I think Kemi's probably right. Yes. I mean, maybe the UK is, is the ultimate. Like, well, if, if she's wrong, she's, she's wrong by a small degree. Because it's either going to be that or one of these other green bits that you put in. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think it's probably you know most of the countries or most of this, it's it's neutral. It's not not really yeah a, a major benefit. It's not well, maybe some of the Arabs have got different opinions. Um, whole other conversation to be had. Um, Israel, I don't know, never been. So I, I, I also no, I don't, think don't so. want to get into an argument about Israel because no. apparently when you bring up the word Israel, that just everything explodes. So or does it? I just, I'm just going to leave that alone. Okay. You know, well, you never interacted with the Israeli debate. So, so you just say the word Israel and it gets flagged up in an algorithm, does it? Or... No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, you know, if you don't have an opinion on it, oh boy, a lot of people are going to try and make you have an opinion on it. Right. I just, I just, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in another pod we'll address that then. Anyway, but my point being, um, Kemi, um, yeah, right, obviously. Yeah. I mean, like, doesn't, I, I should have actually colored in Africa yellow because my point was that it's, uh, it's, it's. Yeah, I was thinking that. It doesn't really matter. Like, yes, you're, you're the majority. Also, it's not going to be Japan, is it? Um, oh, and, it? and 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 Korea, Japan and Korea are definitely out as well. Mm, yeah, um, I don't want to. So, into it, but, uh... so Korea, Korea, <laughs> Koreans are wonderfully racist. They really are. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. If 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 you if you are traveling, you with us, mate. <laughs> no, if, if you are traveling in Korea and you you even look like you're going to talk to a Korean girl, a bunch of Korean lads will form a human chain. They will literally do that. Just they're just like no. Is like, that not just because of how you hit on women? I mean, no, 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 no. I, I haven't personally actually been to Korea. I'm talking to, I'm, I've spoken to guys who have traveled around there and they are just like, no, you are not coming anywhere near our women. We are staying pure. All right. Yeah, that is a, there's a proper thing in, in North yeah. and South Korean society. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a thick concept over there. Anyway, yeah. but my point being that, um, you know, if you actually step back for a minute and don't just like get obsessed with, oh, I'm in England, so I'm obsessed with England. I don't know. I don't know why I keep doing that. But the the point being, um, yeah, she's right. I mean, if you if you wanted somewhere where you could get not only no negative aspect, but then some privileges. I mean, the West is the, the place to be. If you're oh yeah, child. of course, yeah, sure. And uh, anyway, that was my point. Okay. So uh, we'll get back to another question that comes out of that though. Okay, which is, I thought to myself, that conversation happens as you rightly say about every year. Someone mm. says, you oh, know, the best country to be is black, or some American politician will say, and then a white liberal comes out and says, no, it's not. Yeah. What's the reverse? Hmm. This is where things get more edgy, I think. Oh, you're not going to go there. You're not going to ask. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) No, you're not allowed to do that, Callum. So this is the American university over here just writing about, you know, white privilege and how it's so good to be white in America because, oh my God, don't you have so many privileges? Unless unless you get a job in a Fortune 500 company, in which case you're basically not. Yeah, but this is the point. It's like, here's, here's actually the modern West, which is this. Now, this article is talking about the fact that corporate America decided to uh, promise to hire a lot of people yep. of color. Yeah. I still can't get over how they actually use that word. That it's, just, it's the graphics in this article that made me laugh. We so talked people, about this the other day. It's insane. It's wonderful graphically. So for people listening, there's, there's a series of stick men that are all colored in white at the start here. And then they go on to show us, or at least uh, I don't think... Oh, yeah, no, keep going. There we go. The and then segregate. So there we are. So 6% of all of the jobs in the S&P 100 that are significant jobs, so uh, senior roles, management, professionals, 
went to White's in 2021 to 2022, the year after George Floyd, in which all those companies... 6% of the jobs went to White's, despite yeah. America being at least, I don't know, whatever it is, 70% white? white, something like that. Something like that, yeah. So I've, got, I've got a Brokenomics coming out next week with Scott Adams, who started his career in the corporate world. And on both occasions, he, ro- he rose as high as he could and then got called into his boss's office and said, um, you're a white man, you're not going any higher up this organization. I have personal friends who have had exactly this experience in the UK mm. multiple times from multiple different industries as well. Yeah. It is extremely frustrating, to say the least. I know we, yeah. we try and make light of the news, and it, it, we do, um, but it is actually quite bad that yeah, we, 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 we get beaten over the head every bloody day. We don't be racist, don't be racist, don't be racist. Oh, except it's okay to be racist against white people. That's perfectly fine. We can do that. So, I mean, here we have a further breakdown as, as they make it here. And the disproportionality, of course, blacks make up 13% of the American population. Uh, 23% of the senior roles went to them in 2021. Now, this at least could make, uh, it's still, again, obvious case of systemic discrimination. But what's interesting is you could make the argument because they do at the start of this, that the reason for all of this in that period was, of course, holy George Floyd. Mm. And the, therefore, we must, I don't know, hire black people, not because they have the right qualifications, in fact, I literally don't care. I just want a black woman, as you know, Joe Biden did. So you know what this is going to give us? And, and, I'm, and I'm not being racist here. It is going to give us a crisis of competency. because, And, and I'm not making a, a, a race-based point. It is simply the moment you start hiring on any other criteria than merit yes. and competence, you will by, defini- by definition have a competency crisis. It's only a, it's only a question of how bad this competency crisis gets. Mm-hmm. So these Fortune 500 companies or whatever it is, um, I, I would say it's a good time to be an up-and-coming uh, disruptor in these markets. For sure. Uh, Jordan Peterson's made this point many a time about sex-based discrimination. So hiring women just because you want women, well, then you're going to have a crisis of competence in the same way, as he points out. Yeah. That, well, there's only a pool of competent people. And if you then decide to exclude competent people because they're white or men, well, then you end up with... Selecting on any other criteria than competence. Yeah. yeah. And, and this article just goes on to explain it. And you can see like the percentages here for the executives, managers, professionals. And uh, absurd. this what, is so racist. What's weird about this? Like, I mean, this is sort of the norm for the West at this point, which is if you are white, you are going to lose out on professional manager or executive jobs because of your skin tone. The lower points are interesting, though. Less senior roles, sales, laborers, service workers, and others. Uh, the number of jobs in the S&P 100 companies it, it was minus 18.8 thousand white people. So, so there, they were actually shown out the door. At the end of the year, 18,000 white people were no longer working there as, as an accurate number. Wow. And instead were, were replaced with you know, other, other people. And uh, at every other and, level, they were disproportionately and discriminated all against. all four other categories other than white, all of them saw more increase in the number of white guys who were booted. Yeah. Wow. So that's, uh, that's American life for, for your being white. And not to mention just the, the general hell world that is America at this point. I mean, <laughs> Amy Gallagher pointed this out, and it's just so true. For people listening, it's the intersectional pride flag with McDonald's logos. And, and, and as I always point out, pride flags are basically advertising how people come. So it's like, would you like a burger? And here's some cum advertising. Mm, cum burger. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not shopping here again. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so back to the maps. Anyway, why do I keep saying anyway? I need to stop doing that. Here's a map. Yep. Um, isn't an advantage to be white in America? I'm going to go no. No. I mean, by that they are alone. Definitely not. Um, the stories we've covered endlessly, no. 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 Um, Greenland? Uh, I don't know. Uh, is an advantage in any of these countries? Definitely not Germany. They discriminate against no. whites, as far as I'm aware. Uh, probably Sweden, Norway. Maybe Denmark's normal now. 
yeah. can't tell. And again, correct our ignorance about the world as we do. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say. For, well, that's, this is a good question. I I can't answer this one because you go to Eastern Europe, and I'm. Oh yeah. Again, maybe. correct my ignorance, but I'm pretty sure I can do this, like neutral for basically all of. Uh, I don't know if people are going to hate me calling these countries Eastern Europe, but whatever. Yeah, maybe, maybe some of those countries are green. But I don't think it's a positive because it's well, just yeah, the norm. Green, yeah, There's green no advantage. suggests that it's like a, a, yeah, advantageous an instead of just neutral. I think neutral is right. I don't, think yeah. this is, I don't think you could highlight a single country as green, though. I'm trying I mean, to think. name it. Where? I'm going to say Austria's yellow, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, Italians, I mean, they're not white, but still, you know, I mean, you're, you're fine to be there and, and be white. <laughs> going to go Portugal. I mean, again, I'm kind of showing my ignorance at some point where I'm just like, I don't know, yellow. There but, must be a country somewhere where it's advantage. They're just quickly colouring Crimea before people shoot me. And for what it's <laughs> worth, I don't, I don't even necessarily want it to be an advantage to be white. I do. I want the. Two, I just want neutral. Yeah, but I'd like the bit that I live in mm. to, to be neutral <laughs> at least. Mm. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about like, okay, so that's race. If we're talking about ethnicity, like in England, it should be, you know. <laughs> To a certain extent, an advantage to be English. I, think, I don't think that's that unreasonable. It should, it should at a minimum be an advantage to be assumed in the culture and having grown up in the culture. Yeah. Um, but, but no, it should also be, yeah, it, it, but it should, like I say, it should be at least neutral racially. Mm. So there's also a weird aspect. I mean, as we start to get away from Europe, I mean, I don't really know what to do with these ones, so I'm just going to leave them for now. Yeah. But as we start to get away from Europe, I mean, one of the weird things I've had personally when traveling in the, you know, Afghanistan, for example, is that you think you've got this privilege in the sense of um, your the way people portray it is that like if you're a white man in a poor brown country, like you will have some kind of privilege. People will treat you better because they think you've got money. Now that's true, but at the same time, it's a mixed bag. They might kidnap you because you're white, therefore you're worth money. Yeah. So I I kind of think the um, special treatment I got in Afghanistan to being looked at as a foreigner was uh, not as good as the threat of kidnap. So I'm going to go with. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> for the various nations, which um, uh, that's a possibility. So there we are. That's that's them done. I think Libya definitely. Um, so as... all, all of the Middle East. I mean, there's lots of white guys who go out there and earn well, but the moment but there's no real get... privilege. Yeah, like you're better off that... being Arab in the Middle East, probably. Yeah, but the moment you right. get into like a traffic accident or something like that, it's it's all down downstream for you. I mean, yeah. even if it's the other guy's fault. And then I mean about Africa. I mean, I, I don't really know what to say. Well, I hear South yeah. Africa's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not an advantage like anywhere here. I'll yeah. see if I can make well, the size bigger. Do you want to make the argument there's an advantage anywhere on the continent? Um, I heard good things about Malawi sometimes. So, so maybe Malawi is the little green so, dot. So that, that's, a, that's a possible. That's, that's literally just a guy I met once. Um, if you're watching, very cool guy. Um, he just told me some stories about, because of course they have Zimbabwe next to them, who did the exact opposite of um, you know, the white man's the devil ah. when they, when they had their revolution. Oh, they said come in. Well, Malawi just um, got a guy in charge who was educated in London. Yep. He's a black guy. He became the dictator. And then immediately he built uh, a Eton of Africa, is what he called it, and then made a promise to the black parents and black students who were going to attend the Eton of Africa that none of the teachers would be black. Which was pretty weird. I <laughs> I, I'm curious as to whether the lights stay on in that country. I don't know. I don't know enough about Malawi, but uh, I just found it. I remember him telling me this story, and I was just like, okay, so maybe there's an advantage being white there because you're probably going to get better treatment by the state because they're just institutionally racist, yeah. at least at that point back in the day. Don't know about now. No idea. That's, that's just a story I've been told. Uh, as for any of this, I don't really see any positive. Like, uh, I, I mean, more likely to just get in trouble. I mean, Miles had problems. So there's that. Uh, have, you, uh, have you spoken to him? 
I can't talk about it. No, so. I didn't think you'd be able to. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be there. I'm trying to think, where can we just color in green? Because, I mean, uh, China? What do, what do we think about China? No? no? no it's, it's, Negative? It's, it's, it's a hand supremacy. Okay. All right. Uh, John, got anything to say? <laughs> uh, he was giving me advice earlier about there is some privileges. Yeah. So he's telling me if you go to Thailand and whatnot and you've got money, I mean, there are... Well, yeah, yeah. All the time you've got money. Not if you, not if you get into it. Like I say, if you, I know people who've, who've you know, lived and worked out there and the moment you get into a traffic accident or there's any sort of a dispute or anything like that, you go straight to the bottom of the pile again. Just because you're not local? John's just whispering to us, being like, no, just bribe him. <laughs> right. John, 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 they can't hear you. So our, our producer is shouting in the ear, no, it's all right, you just bribe them. And he's, he's like, yes, but... you got to get used yeah, to it. I, I, I know it's the culture, John. I know, I know. But anyway, my point being, I mean, this was just a bit of fun, and also I just wanted to test out if Microsoft Paint worked. I don't know what I'm going to do with this in future, but yes. we'll, we'll figure it out, I suppose. There we yeah. are. That's... Uh, that's uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's get off screen. <laughs> my point you sure, being, you sure you don't want to save it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my point being, which is, um, I, I, you see that come up every couple of years or every year, as you rightly say, this is the best country in the world to be black or brown or whatever else. Yeah. And no one has ever actually sat down and thought about that question publicly of, uh, well, where's the best, best country to be white? Mm. And I really don't think there is one in Europe. I, I, I'm hard pressed to know anywhere in the world well, where it m- is. Maybe in somebody in the comments will figure it out, but um, but it's certainly not a currency you can use in the West. It's not is not obvious to me. Yeah, mm. and we've we've done that zoom out before for looking at it for from black perspective, but I've never done one from the white perspective and actually thought for a minute, and I, I can't think of one. So um, let us know in the comments and let us know what we got wrong. Yeah. And uh, uh, I hope that went well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Sorry, that went on for so long. <laughs> no, that's fine. All right. Um, so, gentlemen, do you support the current thing? Of course. Oh, uh, I, I support the current government and, and all the things that it's doing, and don't put me on a list. Good. Doesn't that include the SS now? Well, well if you're in Canada, <laughs> yes, apparently so. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad to hear. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you support Hard the current thing. Hard being an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear you support the current thing, though, because I didn't want, yeah, I didn't want to think you guys were Sounds bigots like or evil. Now. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> the, the, current, the current thing does change it. <laughs> Callum, the SS is not that funny. I think Stop laughing. To this, there should be like an SS logo added to the background of this, you know, just to keep it up to date. You know. <laughs> and, and the background well, is... That's heist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'll try not to derail things. We are, right? we are, we are definitely getting on a list. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, so... Um... <laughs> Don't worry, I'm an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll shut up. I'm just gonna shut up. I do apologise to our guest uh, Charlie, who's who's come in and um, yeah. <laughs> quite, no, no, it's fine. No, it, well, it's a it's a point well made because uh, you know if the news is to be believed, the SS is now part of the current thing. So uh, yes, you know, well done, Canada. Good just, job, boys. Stop mentioning the SS. You're <laughs> <sitting> <laughs> again. Don't mention the war. I mentioned it once. Oh, anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, the segment was going right <laughs> until Charlie mentioned the SS. <laughs> so anyway, say <laughs> Callum. John, John, can we cut his mic and we yes. just we just carry on? <laughs> oh. do, 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 do go ahead, Charlie. Dan, the current yes. thing. Yes. So viewers will be aware of this meme yes. because it's it's quite sort of um, ubiquitous and it conveys a kind of truth um, that is, uh, I think, quite important to talk about and quite interesting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look at this. Look at the state of this. Um, 
God, right, back on track. So, the current thing. Interesting meme, funny meme, um, and something worth talking about because um, it, there's a kind of life cycle to the current thing that I think is worth kind of examining um, because I think it can tell us something about, you know, the regime and the way they operate and um, the way that they... <laughs> the way that they communicate their narratives. Um, so... I thought it would be interesting to look back at a few ex-current things oh, yes. kind of uh, do a bit of a where are they now um, sort of uh, thing. And I'm, I'm looking mainly at kind of high-level current things. Um, right. So, Dan, you mentioned before we started that there were one or two um, sort of more minor current things that would be worth mentioning. Well, I, I picked up on the um, a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago on that um, spy balloon that yeah. travelled across America. There was a big news at the time, and then it turned out it wasn't a spy balloon after all. Mm. It was just off-the-shelf components. Yeah, yeah. So that was one example, but... But again, you know, that, that was a prime example of, you know, that just f- flooded the airwaves, that story yes. at the time. And then it went, disappeared. Yes. And no, yes. I mean, nobody talks about it now. Yeah. Why would you? You know, it was gone. Yeah. Callum, anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, before we begin, um, you should go and watch... Oh, my stream deck is not working. Oh, I think we clicked on the wrong thing. That'll be why. Might be my fault. I'll let right. John fix it, because otherwise I'll bugger it up. There, there we, we go. go. Um, the economics of organized crime, Josh's contemplations. Uh, no particular reason that we're talking about that I'm mentioning organized crime. Um, mm. But yeah, you should go watch that. That Very one is a good one. I'm yes. on it. Mm. There we go. So, to begin, I would like you to cast your mind back into the mists of history to the year 2016. Right. And Brexit, the grand oh, current yes. thing of that, that time. And, yes. you know, and, you know, in the UK mainstream. Yes. Um, Am I using this? Is this the mouse that I'm using? I think it will work now. It's, uh, oh, I just need it clicking properly. Okay, lovely. So, here we are. BBC News. They have this whole uh, page dedicated, dedicated to the EU referendum. Um, and you can see, I mean, again, like the uh, spy balloon, this completely flooded the airwaves and there was nothing, literally no other um, discussion happening in politics at the time. Um, and especially, you know, the, the other thing with the current thing is that it's not just restricted to those of us who are interested in politics, it bleeds out into the culture at large. You know, you couldn't move for people talking about Brexit who ordinarily would have no interest in politics. Yeah, they, they turn up the volume to a point where the normies start noticing. And the problem is if you pay attention to politics, mm. that means you basically, it's like that meme of the girl with a trumpet in her face. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the interesting thing about the, this kind of current thing where it is completely ubiquitous and you can't escape it is I think that that's probably quite a, an ahistorical phenomenon. Just because of the, for one thing, because of the technology that we have access to today, um, the way that news, news can be, yes. uh, you know, made just disseminated and inescapable. Um, because if you imagine a system that didn't have this and a system where politics was kind of confined just to, um, you know, for example, when, um, if a country has an absolute monarchy, for example, politics is kind of confined to the palace, if you want. Whereas yeah. in the kind of democratic system that we have, politics is everywhere because everyone is politicized. I, I think has an absolute the right monarchy vote. would be an upgrade of where we currently are. I agree. Mm. Um, but so I think that it is kind of, um, I don't know if it's entirely healthy that we have this kind of state of affairs where every, everyone is politicized and everyone yeah. has to have an opinion on the current thing. Because yeah. I don't know, I think that makes people kind of weird. And you know, I don't think everybody is built to be just literally constantly flooded with political information and demanded that they have a view on it. Yeah, fake um, as well. Well, that too, yeah. But anyway, Brexit was the current thing of uh, the kind of, 26, I don't know, 2016 yeah. to 2019 era, I would say, in British politics. You couldn't move for Brexit. And obviously the interesting thing about it was it was, uh, you know, it was a referendum um, where you know, the people, the will of the people was expressed. But it, the regime were very much opposed to Brexit. I mean, I know I, I don't even need I, to say I, that. I remember, obvious. yes. Um, but you remember the kind of um, 
the fear mongering in the media around Brexit, you know, riots, food shortages, rolling blackouts and all the rest of it. You know, oh, again, is, you is economic collapse, sna- snakes coming out taps, all yeah, that sort of thing. All yeah. that, all that. Um, but where is Brexit now? You know, it's, it's still mentioned in sort of political discourse from time to time. For example, this article came out yesterday, um, Robert Jenrick talking about immigration policies after Brexit. But it is kind of a, um, it feels like it's in the past. Well, the, the elite figured out that they couldn't win um, overtly, but mm-hmm. they would just end up co-opting everything that the EU does and, yes. and, and keep us in by stealth. Well, that's the thing. And I, I was going to get onto this. Is the re- I think part of the reason that Brexit is no longer the kind of mainstream current thing issue that it was is because it has essentially been contained. Because the style yes. of politics, you know, what, in my opinion, what was being voted against in the EU referendum was the style of politics that the EU represented. You're right there, Callum? I had a thought. <laughs> that's dangerous. Yep. Um, but it was the style of politics. It was the kind of managerial, bureaucratic, top-down, um, you know, system, imposition of uh, arbitrary uh, bureaucracy and all the rest of it. Um, and that, and the kind of universalism, the anti-culturalism that the EU represents, yeah. that was what people were voting against. Yeah. And sure, we nominally left the EU, but the elite sort of class in this country, as you say, just adopted those values, or well, I say adopted, had those values already. So no meaningful change actually occurred. Because if you look at someone like Rishi Sunak, he wouldn't be out of place, you know, working in some EU bureaucracy, right? Oh, and he, and he will be in 18 months as well. No doubt. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, you know, we've even had Tony Blair admitting that Brexit is like, it's a dead issue. It's in the rear view mirror. Don't stop thinking about it. Stop talking yeah, about it. Yeah, but, 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 but Blair is clever. I mean, well, he is. No, but that's, and that's why I think he's, he's highlighting to his friends, yeah. guys, right, drop it. Okay, it's yeah. done. It's a dead issue. It's not the current thing anymore. We need to move on. And I think, I mean, it is yeah, clever. But, but, but I think what he means by that is stop talking about it. Yeah. And then we will just do it by proxy by adopting everything that they want us to well, do. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyway, as I say, the style of politics hasn't actually changed. Yeah. Um, so it was contained successfully. Anyway, the next current thing that I thought we would take a look at is, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I've, I've missed a part. You have people like Steve Bray, um, who was the you know the stop Brexit guy who was standing outside. Oh, was he the of Parliament. T- who stood outside Parliament waving a flag and a silly one. hat? Yeah. So he yeah. actually was in the news just yesterday. Uh, All right. Because he uh, gate crashed a Tory party conference event mm. and started having a, having a screech. So we'll uh, watch this. What a poor, unfortunate man. Never so much in all my life. Brexit is a disaster. We're all worse off. I'm overwhelmed with a sense of pity for this living creature. This is his job. He gets paid for this. But then you look at his mental state. Yeah. Yeah. If, If that was your dad, you'd be worried. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There was a time where... Oh. There we go. You know, Steve Bray was getting interviewed by The Guardian and he was kind of, he was kind of this mainstream figure. I mean, I knew, I knew a lot of people who, who liked him and who sort of um, viewed him as being this kind of anti-establishment, fight the power type figure. Yeah. Um, yet now, that, I mean, that video has the air of like a, a kook, crazy, you know, screeching, you know, in, in somewhere he's not supposed to be and just embarrassing himself. And so I think most fair, people who watch that video will agree with that. Yeah, to be, to be fair, pretty much all of Westminster politics comes across that way to me. Well, but, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think it's interesting how the issue has been dropped. And so those people who are still banging on about it, 
Uh, rather, than, yes. rather than having this air of legitimacy. Like the last yeah. Japanese soldier in the jungle kind of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They just yes. come across as unfortunate quacks. Yes. Which is how this guy comes across. Um, but anyway, on to the next one. Now, I don't need to remind viewers of the fact that COVID-19 pandemic was the current thing. Well, I'm not letting this one go. So I'm, yes. I'm, the, I'm the Japanese man in the jungle when it comes to lockdowns. Mm. I am never going to let this drop. I'm going to mm. keep bloody bringing this. It's, it's, it's why I'm here, because it irritated me so much, to put it mildly. Absolutely. And, um, you know, even more so than Brexit, this was, a, this was a current thing that you couldn't escape. You know, literally full no, spectrum. You, you, would, you would be arrested if yeah, you tried to get Flooded airwaves. Yes. And the thing you have to ask is, in the absence of the coverage and in the absence of the measures, would you have known COVID was a thing? No. I don't think Which is a point I made from the start to everybody I knew, and they looked at me like I was mad. Yeah. Um, and I, th well, I think that the, that COVID is one of the prime examples. I think, it, as in your case, it was the it was the time when a lot of people actually woke up to the reality of the mm. current thing being something that exists, where there is a an issue that's picked up by the elites and then broadcasted on all, like literally full spectrum, flood the airwaves so that you can't escape it, and you're thinking about well, it. Well, for me, it was the the not being able to escape it bit. I mean, I I. I sort of made my peace with the fact that politicians talked absolute wank all the time, mm. but they were kind of free to do that over there and I didn't yes. have to worry about it. But when it, when it imposes on me, yes. well, that, yes, that's, that's not on. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at with um, the fact that this is a kind of a historical period that we're living through. It's, that's, that's pretty unusual mm. where there is just, there are messages and stories and, and narratives that you, like wherever you live in the country, wherever you are, whoever you're friends with, you will have some contact with it. Mm. And I think that's, that is, kind of fascinating that we live in a time where that's possible. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as you said, if you had dissented against anything to do with COVID, lockdowns, masks, or the medical treatment that shall not be named, um, I mean, you could literally have been fined or arrested um, and outside of that, ostracized from your social circles by those who were completely bought into the narrative. Um, and that was something that I think a lot of us experienced. Um, I think it was a real wake, wake up call for yeah. a lot of people. A couple, couple of times in shops, I got I I I, I got um, verbally abused for not mm. wearing a mask. Yeah. And what one chap after he did that, I then followed him round while my, making um, bad noises at mm. him because he was wearing his, and you know that was a bit, a bit feisty. Yeah. But yeah. Yet now you can quite fairly openly criticize these things, and a lot yes. of people will agree with you. Because, yeah. because the narrative has kind of shifted. And also because, I mean, as this uh, says, there was a government report that suggests no good evidence that lockdown worked. Um, you couldn't, you None know. at you, the time, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have dreamed of reading something like this, publishing something like this, and then reading it during COVID. You would yep, have been, yeah, this, this would have been um, labeled a conspiracy theory and evil. Come. I don't care what anyone says. Adolf Hitler was a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, truly a dissident. A year from now, journalists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've jumped back a couple of more narratives, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've, I mean, even fairly recently, we've had Rishi Sunak, like, distancing himself from lockdowns and the other measures, which suggests that there is this um, shift taking place among the elite about the um, kind of acceptable position to hold on COVID, which is now the position that a lot of us held at the time. Mm. And it's just kind of interesting how that's, how that's happened and how all of this will be brushed under the rug and, you know, memory hold. Well... Reality will impose mm. on all of this madness eventually. Mm. It's just how much societal damage it does in the meantime. Even yeah. things that we're not allowed to talk about, mm -hmm. um, it, it's going to have to be confronted sooner or later. Yeah. And interestingly enough, on that note, there is a COVID inquiry happening. Um, it was restarted today. Um, looking COVID into, whitewash. Yeah. Well, looking into the uh, effects of the lockdowns and all the rest of it. And to me, this very much has the vibe of 
the mafia has investigated itself and found itself completely innocent. Because if you look at the kinds of characters who were involved in this inquiry, they are people that, for one thing, likely supported the measures at the time, and for another, have a vested interest in uh, not rocking the boat, let's say. Yep. Um, and who, so, who, who owe all their advantages, their positions, their power, their network mm-hmm. to a system which supported this in the first place. Yes. And that's the funny thing about whenever this kind of thing comes up, this is called an independent inquiry. But it's literally, it's independent in name only. Because again, the types of people involved in it, these people talk to each other. You know, yeah. these people are in WhatsApp groups together, right? Yeah. With the politicians and with the people who, you know, supported these measures. Um, and so I think to, to imagine that this is going to be a, a totally impartial and unbiased inquiry that's going to, you know, locate, discover the facts and, you know, it, provide justice. I just think that this, what this is, is just the, it's the closing of a narrative arc um, that the people, that will placate a lot of people. Unfortunately, because yep. people won't recognize it for what it it's, is. It, it's, it's the plastic cap on the containment. Yes, exactly that. Yep. Exactly right. Um, now, <laughs> to, to kind of illustrate the point that it is possible, you know, it's, it's no longer sort of completely uh, unthinkable to criticize the COVID um, response. You've got Elon Musk here posting this uh, spicy meme. Um, now, Elon Musk has obviously has always been a bit of a bit of a memer, yeah. and a bit of a you know edgy figure. So he was he was against vaccine mandates at the time. I remember, yes. but he was. He was very subtle in the way he communicated it. Mm. I mean, he would communicate it in like, you know, line six yeah. of, of an interview or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. in the eyes of the regime, this meme is still, it's still a very spicy thing to post. But if he'd posted this two years ago, yeah. it would be like, right, Elon Musk needs to be arrested and fined and, and censored yeah. and all the rest of it. And also a large number of people would have supported those measures. Yeah. To be fair, he, he was pretty good at stopping the, the lockdowns in California because mm-hmm. he, he basically said at one point, I'm opening my factory tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this is illegal. And if you want to arrest anyone, arrest me. I'll be on the shop floor. Yeah. No, I, I remember that. He yeah. basically called their bluff, and, and they didn't do it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it was very impressive. Um, but anyway, um, on COVID, I think COVID is quite an interesting one because it has more or less gone away in the mainstream dialogue. But you did have this article come out of the BBC literally yesterday, which, I mean, it's, it's almost like a mask off self-report. It will continue to surprise us, which yeah. I think I read as basically being, we're going to keep this narrative on the back burner. We're going to keep this current thing in our back pocket to kind of deploy it if and when we need it. You understand what I'm saying? I think it's when your neighbor and your son and your best friend all drop dead of a heart attack or hmm. myocarditis, just bear in the back of your mind that it was probably COVID that did it, not anything else that might have happened. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's the interesting thing about COVID is I, I'm not convinced it has entirely gone away as a current thing. I think yeah, it could they, be they can't, they can't afford to let it go because they need to explain the higher than average, well, the significantly higher than average um, excess deaths yes. we're getting at the moment. Yeah. And um, I think the, not to sound too cynical about this, but they could do it and I think it could work because I think that the first oh, yeah. round showed us yeah. that there are... a fairly significant portion of people who will complete, just be taken in by yeah, current yeah, feminism. Yeah, mo- most people complete bloody non-self-aware mm-hmm. brainlit non-sentience. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and the thing about that is, because I've thought this for a long time, I thought it's not actually a bad thing to have. Uh, yeah, I don't want everyone in society, be, society to be politicized. I don't want everyone to have an opinion on the current thing. Because yeah. most people don't have the time for that. They have other problems to be dealing oh, with. Oh, I've, I've, I've come to accept that the human species is a, is a herd-like yes. species. Um, 
But that makes me then think, okay, well, how is a democracy going to work, given mm. the realities well, of what the human species actually is? I think about the, um, in 1984, actually, where there's the, I don't remember the exact percentages, but it's something like there's 80% of the public who are not part of the party, and then there's like 15% who are the, like the outer party, and then the 5% yeah. who are the inner party. And I think that, that breakdown is more or less accurate for the number of people who are actually um, engaged in politics. And I think that that 80%, when you force that 80%, to become politicized and to have an opinion on every single current thing, yeah. it does make them kind of weird and it does, it's not healthy. Well, that, that, was, that was how the 1984 society worked, is mm. they just left the proles to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But in our society, the proles can't be left to it. They have to be like current things shoved down their throat at all times mm. and uh, then argue about it with their friends and family and potentially destroy relationships with people that they love, which is the mm. saddest part about the kind of current thingism is that it does, you know, it does tear relationships apart. Um, yes. In a really unnecessary way, just because yeah. you know s uh, someone might buy into this line they've been fed by people who don't have their best interests at heart. Yeah, well, we're in a cultural revolution. Yes. Mm. Um, so as I say, I think COVID is going to be kept on the back burner as a potential you know, to be redeployed as a current thing at some point. But you know, I suppose we'll have to wait and see. The next one, another 2020 uh, bit of fun for us. Yes. Now, BLM was similar to COVID in that you literally could not escape it. It was everywhere at all times being broadcast on all airwaves. Um, and, if you, you know, and everyone had to have an opinion on it. Everyone. Mm. And I think that COVID and BLM, they were a lot of people's first, uh, first experience of actually understanding what it is to be a dissident and actually understanding what it's like to dissent from a kind of mainstream narrative. And the kind of response that that will give you, not just by um, well, I mean, sense it, of power, I mean, but also from people it in wasn't your sent from a mainstream narrative. It was the mainstream narrative. It was just mm. dressed up as an anti-establishment narrative. Yes, well, absolutely. I mean, any anyone who still believes that BLM were some sort of organic grassroots revolutionary movement, yeah, because because hasn't because they've attention. disappeared. The, the funding taps have been turned off, and the yes. interview pipeline has been shut well, down. Yeah, like you know, like Brexit, like COVID, they were dropped. You know, they were picked up yes. by the elite and used, and then dropped again. Um, and I think that that's been illustrated in re sort of recently, um, but we'll get onto that because just to illustrate the point, literally you could not escape BLM. It was in football. It was in politics. I mean, look at this. Look at the state of this. <clears throat> By the way, I don't watch football. A footballer hmm. still doing that kneeling thing. I couldn't tell you because I don't watch football as well, but I remember they did do it for a long time because as I said in the first segment, yeah. literally after the USA had stopped doing it in their soccer games, yeah. the UK, the English team were still doing it, yeah. which, was, which was hilarious. You know, I, I, I know we love George Floyd more than they do. We must. Yeah. Which means we're more virtuous, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, an, an enormous number of people were taken in, as with the COVID narrative, by the BLM narrative. Um, and I think that a lot of that in both cases, actually, I think a lot of it was like was fear um, because they didn't want to be branded, you know, a racist or a conspiracy theorist, respectively, um, because those are powerful labels in our societies. Um, people don't want to be tarred with those brushes because it's like the worst thing you can be. Those two things. Um, I mean, I actually, you know, I experienced it in my personal life with people who, you know, I, 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 I did. It wasn't even really sort of hardcore opposition. It was like, it's, it's kind of weird that like American cities being allowed to burn and nothing's being done about it in the midst of a pandemic that we're being told is deadly. Like, does yes. that not strike you as a little bit strange? And, and, and it's interesting when you get into which bits of the city were burning. Yes. Well. Yeah. yeah. But again, you know, my sense was always, it was never just happening. It was being allowed to happen. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, that, that, yeah, it was boosted by the, yeah. um, the regime signal boost. Yes. Definitely. Um, yeah. Now, 
as with COVID and as with uh, Brexit, we see this kind of um, this turnaround in the mainstream narrative. Now, this is the Telegraph, a nominally conservative paper, although we obviously recognize it as being just another regime mouth. Very, very nominally. Yes. yes. Um, so this guy, Michael Deacon, it's time to make. To, it's time to admit it. Black Lives Matter hysteria made fools of us all. Now, speak for yourself, Michael, for one thing. Um, yeah. But it just shows, I mean, I think this shows you the, the kind of shift that has taken place in the, um, just in the it, BLM as a current thing. It's being retro, retroactively viewed as, oh, mm, not so sure about that anymore. It was all a yeah. bit silly. And uh, actually, and I'm distancing myself from it. It wasn't me. No, I wasn't part there, of it. There's a version of this article written about Ukraine war. Yes. Probably being typed up at the moment. Yes. Well, that's the thing. And I mean, that's a great point because you could literally replace Black Lives Matter with any current thing and, yeah. and it would still be pretty accurate. COVID hysteria made fools of us all. Brexit yeah. hysteria made fools of us all. Chinese spy balloon <laughs> hysteria yeah. made fools of us Ukraine all. Ukraine war and a certain thing that went in people's arms. Or, yes. Yeah. Um, but I think that phrase, it made fools of us all. That's kind of, it's suggesting like, oh, we were all taken in by this. And, uh, you yeah, know, maybe everyone you know, Michael. Yeah. And as such, we're all, you know, it, was, it wasn't our fault that we were Yeah, not, not the people it. who watch this. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, there, were a, there was a huge contingent of people who were not uh, taken in by these narratives yeah. and who did, you know, see them for what they were, yeah. which was elite driven. Um, it's, it's sort of like a bunch of Soviets at the end of one great purge or mm. another have killed another million innocent people. Being yeah. Like, oh, I can't believe we all fell for this. Yeah. Except yeah. the guys you kill. Mm. Yes. But they didn't fall for it. Yeah. Mm. And then you even have outlets like USA Today having the audacity to ask, has the BLM moment passed? Yeah. You know, again, these are people that are not, like these, these do represent arms of the regime. These are not like independent, um, you know, independent broadcasters or independent outlets. These people talk to each other. Um, and, US, and our, and our organization, uh, organization like USA Today saying, has the BLM moment passed? That is quite significant. You know, because if you'd said that, if you'd in any way criticized BLM two years ago, again, it was, it, you were racist, you were Nazi, fascist, and all yeah. the rest of it. I mean, as, as soon as Trump wins, I mean, it will all get turned back on again. Well, indeed. And that's the interesting thing about BLM is it has been the current thing multiple times, you know, over yeah. the years. Um, and oh, I, every, every time the Democrats need a distraction or yeah. a poll rating boost, it will, you know, so, so, because a certain community will do things um, in the presence of police. Mm -hmm. and sometimes that will end badly. So yeah, it's just, it's just waiting to get turned back on yeah. again. And like, as, as I say, like COVID, it's kind of being kept on the back burner to be reactivated, yes. picked back up yeah. by the elite to be used for, you know, for whatever, whatever purpose. Um, but me and Josh actually talked about the end of BLM uh, at the weekend um, with this, in fact, as you said in your, in your segment, um, this BLM grifter who defrauded um, about 30 grand um, in donations. Um, Only 30 grand? I know, yeah. Uh, those politics, are, so there's less money. Uh, yeah. yeah, but those are rookie numbers. Yeah, um, but again, you know, people like this at the time when BLM was the current thing. Yeah. A lot of people were given basically carte blanche to do what they want and not face any repercussions. So it's interesting that people like this are now actually nominally being punished, having news stories written about them about their, you know, evil deeds. Yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, um, we'll move on to the next. Uh, oh, sorry. No, there's a uh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Sorry, that's just the story about this uh, this lady. Um, and finally, there is a uh, the other current thing that has come up a couple of times already is Ukraine, obviously. And now, for my money, Ukraine still is the current thing. Um, it's still very much in the mainstream, and it's still very much the issue that you cannot 
voice any dissent on. You, you, Otherwise, you're a you Putin simp, you're a Nazi. Starting to turn down the volume and giving out the signals to the opinion formers yes. that you may want to you may want to step aside mm-hmm. because this one is about to get yes. the treatment. This, this is kind of annoying though because mm. you're, you're obviously the previous examples are all correct and mm. one of the aspects of being a current thing is endorsed by the state and mm-hmm. the protection of criticism and all that. Yeah, but. They're, none of them made any sense either. Mm. Like at least with the Ukrainian situation, like there is a coherent and understandable argument from the Ukrainian side. Yes. And um, the, the thing I've had a problem with this debate with is people not understanding that Russians have their own version. That is also coherent, and there's a reason they believe it. But even you, you saying dis- that is dis- enough to. to I know. Drive I real disagree nuts. with it. There, there are both. Yeah, but normies uh, just haven't heard that version. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to make that point. Yeah. But it's annoying that with the Ukrainian thing becoming the current thing. It's uh, there. There is obviously a very easy and understandable argument for them, mm. and yep. a lot of support from people that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And the thing that doesn't make a lot of sense is the folks that brought onto COVID Black Lives Matter, yeah. not because they cared about the evidence, mm-hmm. and in this case also don't care about the evidence. Still don't know where the country is. Mm. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't actually know where Ukraine is. Yeah. They don't really know anything about any part of mm. Europe. But they know they support it because. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly it. They just support it because because they've been <coughs> told that it's virtuous to do so by the BBC, for example. And you can find these human beings. Like these human yeah. beings on Twitter have all those flags and everything. Yes. And you know damn well you have nothing in common with this person. Yeah. And that, I mean, that is where that comes from. That is the exact person yeah. that we're talking about right now. Because these people do exist. You can, as you say, you can find them on Twitter and you can speak to them in real life. I remember when I was at university, actually, it was. I mean, you couldn't move for these NPC-type characters yeah. who literally just supported the current thing and yet thought they were some kind of dissident for doing so. And that's the most interesting thing, is when the current thing is framed as being kind of counterculture and edgy, as things like BLM were, for example. Come and join the counterculture. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, mean, I, I, literally, I literally said to people... Oh no, Callum, you've set yourself off again. You just, doing, I can't believe, I love how that, that, that just so fell so down well. so fast. It's like, how about we have the SS come and speak at the Canadian Parliament? Oh, what? God. You want, mate? <laughs> and but, we're back on the SS. Yeah. And we're back. It's like this in the office every day. <laughs> oh, God. But I had conversations with people where I said, like, just lives matter. For <laughs> God's sakes. There's the Biden government. <laughs> Trudeau, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he does like cosplaying. So they so, say, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lots of <laughs> um, But, you know, I had conversations with people where I said, does it not strike you as strange that your sort of so-called rebellious counterculture views are endorsed by every government, every NGO, the civil service, the universities, and, you know, all of the other sort of major, the mainstream media and the other major centers of power? Like, does that, does that not suggest to you that maybe you're not the subversive rebel. At that point, you hear the Windows crash music and a blue screen coming yeah. in their eyes. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that it's actually a really, it's a very clever thing for the regime, the elite, to present their um, their guys as yeah. being the revolutionaries, you know, as, as being the kind of re- the rebels, the counterculture. Because it's a powerful thing because I think young people in particular are drawn to that kind of thing. And so they will have young people in their droves supporting their movements. Very good. Um, but anyway, sorry, I thought you were going to say something. No, as no. long as it's not about the essence. Um, but anyway, back to, back to the Ukraine war. I just wanted to, I wanted to highlight that that is the, that is the current, current thing. Um, and I think is, it's interesting because as you say, I think there is a kind of shift coming on that um, because I actually forgot to put the link in. But Rishi Sunak said recently that he's not going to be sending British troops there, which is not that controversial a claim to make. But it's interesting that he's actually coming out yeah, and I'll, actively I'll, I'll, saying after that. You floated the, after you floated the idea through a minister, yeah. Yes, yes. Do you see what the Polish leader said? Uh, no, what did he say? We won't let Ukraine drag us down. 
mm. and drown with yes. them. Yeah, but, but no, I, that's I, the poll segment. Yeah, I, but I think like Ukraine, as with BLM and all the rest of it, it will be dropped. It's inevitable because that, no, that is the, life the process cycle. of being dropped. They, they yeah. are actively sending the signals to the opinion formers now to mm -hmm. exit stage left. Yes, and I, I think yeah. that that's basically inevitable because as the other um, examples of the current thing have uh, demonstrated, that's kind of the life cycle of a current thing. It's always how it works. And so to conclude, I did have a bit about Russell Brand in here, but we're getting on um, you know, with the, all, all of the front pages of the newspaper all showing him you know, his face. Like, again, just another example of all the airways being flooded with this one story. Everyone has to know about it and everyone has to have an opinion on it. And then gone again. Um, but I think the, the message that we, the, the point that we should take from this, from examining the kind of life cycle of the current thing, is that for one thing, what, you know, what we call the Overton window is an entirely elite-driven thing. It's not like you know, the Overton window is shifted by people power. Um, it's entirely uh, decided and allowed by the elite, yeah. I think. People get their opinions assigned to them. Yeah, um, and I think that this is a really good demonstration of um, that kind of the juvenilian high-low-middle mechanism where the high picks up a, a low sort of organization or cause or whatever it is, Ukraine and BLM being very good examples of that, being examples of the low. Um, the high picks them up and uses them, gives them legitimacy, gives them coverage, gives them money. Yep. Um, and then eventually, when they have um, exhausted their usefulness, just drops them again. Yep. And I think we're seeing that happen. We saw that happen with BLM. We're seeing it happen with Ukraine. And so I think that the support for the current thing is a really good heuristic for whether or not you are a pro-regime or anti-regime, which is the only meaningful distinction in politics today, as I think we've talked about before. Um, but if it needs to be said, um, if all the sense of power are saying the exact same thing, you should probably be a little bit skeptical. Absolutely right. Should we, um, should we talk about ladies in gaming? Many such cases are here. Yeah, well, well there are. Yes, because um, <clears throat> if, if you follow um, you know, any sort of sport, you know, swimming or, or whatever it is, you may have noticed that there are more and more um, ladies. Ladies, yes, who 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 are um, excelling and smashing all records, um, yeah. are, despite the the earlier part of that individual's career perhaps being somewhat lackluster. I don't know what they're feeding these ladies. Uh, well, they get on that program, it, it, it's having some sort of effect, whatever it is. Um, so we're going to talk about um, um, Riot Games, um, who do League of Legends, which is an online clicky computer game type thing, um, where um, that where they have a professional league in it. And, um, and uh, apparently, they, they, they put out a, um, well, they noticed that their professional Sorry, we league... we all become 90-year-old men. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, well, no, they, they noticed that their professional league was dominated by, by chaps, you see. Yeah. So what they, what they did is they said, okay, we're going to have a Game Changers event. And what that is going to do is we are going to find the best female talent, and we are going to um, bring them in. Um, However, it was noticed that five out of the six of these um, ladies were, um, well, well, I'll let you figure it out when we get to that bit. But before I do get to that bit, I just want to talk about, um, I, I've, I've, I'm going to refer you to the fact that we do have free speech in this country. Um, and I, I, and, and, and I, well, yes, I, I found, I, I had to go to a legal website um, and, and uh, I've got a section to read to you here. The right to free speech is protected under common law in the UK. It is always it is also guaranteed under Article 10 of the European Convention of right, Human Rights. Blah blah blah. Uh, under so the none of this protects you, right? My piece of paper. Yeah. Well, yes. The, the right to hold an opinions and receive and impart in, uh, information and ideas without interference by public authority. This also means that the public and the press are able to share what they think, feel, and believe without censorship. 
We're saved, lads. Yes. So, so free that speech is, is back, that is baby. Legal view. I, I'm just going to now mention read section two. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to mention that everything I've just read is complete bollocks. And if we if we do not tread very very carefully in, in this particular segment, uh, we're going to get our channel yeeted. So um, we are going to have to be extremely careful about when we'll we talk about ladies. And when women. we talk about ladies, yes, ladies and women, yes, yeah, yes. All right, we, we yep. good. Yep. Right. Yes, that, that, that's that's a very good that's a very good distinction. So, um, here we are. Riot Games. Um, uh, here's the announcement. Scroll down. League of Legends um, introduced the change program for women. Now, there's a whole load of bump in there about um, uh, what does it say? Uh, Riot Games announces its week long game changer event, which will feature the best female players in League of Legends. The best female players in League of Legends scenes will be scouted by professional and amateur teams in a bid to create a professional eco-sports system which is diverse and inclusive. And then, in order to enter this competition, they have certain criteria. So let's read them out, shall we? Players must be 13 years of age or older. Fair enough. Uh, must be a resident of the United States or Canada. Fine. They must be able to attend a two-week course uh, for the event. Again, seems reasonable. Players must have the ability to submit in-game footage and recordings. Okay, fine. Good so far. All right, here comes the important uh, eligibility criteria. It's players must be a woman or of a marginalized gender. Or a lady. Yeah, you're a lady. Yes, that, that, that's absolutely right. So, um, what I've got now is a bit is a bit of a game is a bit of a game for you. I'm before I jump to the article, um, which, which talks about um, how how um, five out of the six um, raised um, eyebrows. And 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 I tell you, here's the interesting thing, right? It people are a bit confused as to which five of the six are ladies. Our ladies, yes, that is a bit ambiguous because the, this article um, says, okay, this one is the woman. And um, Twitter says another thing, so it's it's slightly ambiguous. So I'm going to see if you guys can can get it right. Okay. So okay. I've got my play button here. This is who is lady and who is this not. is the promotional video. Let's start for those of you who are listening with a lovely looking lass called Shapeshifter. Sure. Pronouns she Shapes. her. Uh, let's see what this uh, lovely lady has to say. LCS Game Changers is a really important event to me. Uh, and it's very close to my heart. I've been in every iteration of the program since 2021. And the 2021 program was actually my first ever comp experience. Um, and so that was really, really exciting and really like sparked my drive for the game in a, in a really big way. LCS. Right. So what do we, what, what do we think of the first, uh, the first one? Are we, are we lady, lady, uh, what, what, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, well, I support the uh, the UK government and everything. So oh, yeah. Woman. <laughs> oh. No, no, play seriously, Charlie. What do you think? What uh, do you think? Definitely a lady. A lady. lady. Right, okay. So so next up is uh, Riley, whose pronouns are she, her. Um, try not to laugh with this one. Game changers, to me, means... <laughs> it's not even bothering <laughs> the voice. <laughs> Like normally, normally they drop an drop an octave or two. Yeah. But uh, anyway, sorry, I'm I'm interrupting uh, interrupting she/her. I think it's just an opportunity. I think it's a really good opportunity. Um, something especially that I've struggled with is like getting the chance to prove myself, like actually getting the opportunity <laughs> to go to tryouts to like play in. Yeah, mate, I'm a proper geezer, me. Yeah, I, I love the gaming. <laughs> 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 All of these people could do with some sun. Funny lady accent. You have it, there? Th th this lovely lady is really working that Adam's apple with those with those baritone octaves. Anyway, Our minds is like something I've been 
denied like several times, especially even in times where I, I really should have been given the opportunity. And so it's really just a wonderful opportunity to show myself off and show off what I have. And I'm sure a lot of the other players feel the same way. Please don't show yourself. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is is showing off. Mm. Um, lady? You're going with Lady, are you? Yeah, I think so. Lady, right, okay. Um, so I, I think I think we agree so far. Uh, it's more about... Oh, right, now, now, now we're starting to... So now we're starting to get into the bit where it gets controversial because... The article I'm about to show you says that this is the woman, whereas the, the Twitter article actually gives a different one. So you guys have to decide whether this is a lady or a woman. Okay. So this is Shy Sept, uh, she, her. To show everyone what we are capable of, and instead of like punching each other, we lift each other up. And that's how we show everyone that we are good. Uh, to me so... so where, where, where are you guys coming down on this one? I think lady. You think lady? Yeah. I was really hoping that there would just be one player who just wouldn't have pronouns. <laughs> I it would be nice and easy. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Do you, do you want me to show you the other one that's that's a little bit questionable? And yeah. Then, and then you make the decision after. Okay, so this I mean, one is... This one's a lady. Um, it has they. So yes, it's a lady. Yes. So, so, this, so this, <laughs> this lady goes by the name of Billy. And pronouns are she, they. Mm. Uh, we, we, we listen anyway because we've queued up Billy. Me, LCS Game Changers means uplifting um, women and people of marginalized gender. And she, she, they isn't bothering the voice despite either. Despite what people may think, we're actually like very talented. LCS Game. All right, now this is the other one, um, which is which oh, is no. so the the Twitter article says that um, she, her, Avril, is is the is the woman, and the other one was the shy step. So. Now, uh, watch this one and then tell me which which of the two you think it is. To me is much more than like having this competition and going to LA and like um, meeting new people. It's it's for me it's like this light at, at the end of the tunnel because um, especially women and especially like I, I've dealt with a lot of like um, bad things in this community that like has really pushed me and shied me away from committing all my time into this. But Game Changers is like literally the biggest reason why I haven't left yet. And the biggest reason why I still have that drive, I still have the passion, and I still am open with with uh, any experience, any new experience. Mm -hmm. I was just they just remind so. me of the kindness of people and like the we'll get on with humanity it, that there is. I really, it's right. definitely her. You, you think it's that one? Yes. What, what do you think, Callum, having seen the two? Can I, can I uh, get a hint? Can I ask a question? On, then. Is she her from Thailand? Well, okay. So for those of you who are listening, um, Avril there was um, was Asian. Now, now I forgot. I don't want to get any um, blowback for this statement. But if if you're Asian, you sort of get a plus one for femininity to start off with, which is which is which is why they're much better at pulling yes. it off. Yes, I mean the, the choice of words. Come? The, 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 well, <laughs> there, there is a reason why the um, have you seen that video? With the, the, the lady boy bars are as successful as they are in Southeast Asia. No. Huh? You've seen the Jeffrey video, haven't you? The Jeffrey video. Yeah. No, I missed that one. Jeffrey, get you. <laughs> no. I've got something to show you, boys. Now. Maybe, 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 maybe show me after the after the pod. But anyway, uh, so uh, we might as well finish off with um, hello, sir. She, they um, view it as something. To showcase Flash, what that's women obviously. and other ma marginalized genders yeah, are doing. Yeah, I mean, really working the Adam's apple. It's not really something that's. I mean, on with, the with a neck which is at least as, as long uh, as the rest of the head. It's something that's really it, it, growing. It, um, 
and ever increasingly right, right. important. Not bothering in the, the voice field even, a bit like Billy. There is the, so much of a population of women gamers, and I know that some of them might not feel like they can do it, but I hope that this program shows them what the capabilities are. Is it? Yeah. Okay, that's brilliant. So, um, hang on a minute. Sorry, there are, there are five or six players. Did you say? Uh, was that six? There's six in total. So, there's, so there's five, six. Sorry, but either way, of a women's sporting event in e-gaming, of all things, yes. Of these six players, five are ladies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 we just shouldn't let that pass by without. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, exactly. It's um okay. I'm going with the Asian because she rambled like a woman. Yeah, we, 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 we're going to support we're going to support women by um, you know boosting them up and then instantly instantly <laughs> replaced yeah with a bunch of chaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, uh, with a bunch of ladies. Jesus Sorry, Christ. stay stay compliant with the uh, the UK law. Um, right, we've got the next um, next. Uh, I've got I've got a link. No, I've got a link. You got web? Tell me. Is that web? Did you? Uh, okay, John, can we have the? Uh, my next link up. Um, yeah. They're, they're, oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So let's go to next. Uh, next. There we go. So uh, only one girl gamer featured in esports game changer program um, for marginalized genders. Um, Did we win? Did we win a prize? Did we get the so right answer? So, so this article um, made the same selection as you, which was the, um, the, the, the Asian um, Avril. Um, put that in. Although, although uh, Twitter put something, um, put, Twitter put something else up. Um, however, my um, my radar was tingling on this one. You see, because um, but on this on this, on I, this I, woman, I, I I I got the uh, the T vibe from from all of them hmm. personally, and I I think the articles that I've read are wrong. Actually, I think there's a, a double bluff going on. I think it's six for six. Interesting. I, I think literally all of them are ladies. <laughs> literally every single one. That, Can that... you see an Adam's apple on this? Uh, on this. Well, okay. So, 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 uh, those, those ties. Uh, so, so, look. This, this is this is the thing, right? I'm, I'm going to give some advice here. If, if you ever go travelling in Asia, um, there are certain criteria that you might want to be on the lookout for. And I'm and I'm, I'm going I'm to give this as practical as possible. The first one, <laughs> life life tips with Dan. Yes, the first one. <laughs> Is if they're tall, right? Yep. It's, it's probably a lady, right? Because 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 women are short, yeah, and 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 men are tall, and ladies are also tall. Now the tall is an important one because it doesn't matter how drunk you are, mm-hmm. you can still see how tall somebody is, right? Um, the one that people always talk about, right, is the Adam's apple, okay? But surgeons are getting quite good at whittling that down at this mm-hmm. point. So people put a lot of stock in it. What I actually put um, stock in more than anything is is wrists and knees. Yeah, right. Because there's as the hands. Well, yes, yes. But I mean that you you, you can sort of conceal hands. It's very difficult to conceal um, uh, wrists. And mm. if you and if you're if you're wearing a dress, of course your knees are going to be on display. So I thought to myself, Detective Dan is going to see if he can scan their social media <laughs> profiles to find any needs. And, uh, <laughs> uh, ne- Oh, here we go. So, so oh, um, I've got to scroll down. A, oh. Yes, there we go. So there is the lovely Avril, um, um, wearing a wearing a lovely frock. Um, with to enhance. We with, need to see the with knees. her knees out. Do we? Do we need to? 
What, 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 how do those knees? Welcome strike? to knee review. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> Today's episode. No, I'm giving, I am giving you golden advice. <laughs> if, if you want to know if it's a lady, look at the knees. Uh, and what's your take? Oh, those are men's knees. No, no, sorry, sorry, um, sorry, UK government. Ladies, they, 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 knees. they are, they are ladies. Uh, la- ladies' knees. Knees for ladies. Ladies. Look at that, knees. Look at that yes. top, uh, that top comment there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not reading that one out. So, um, so I, I, I think no to that one. And uh, what was? Oh, yeah, no, no, say. don't click on it. Don't click on it. No. Yeah, but scroll down and read more of the comments. Uh, <laughs> we have to. I don't know. We might discover more things about the knees or something. Goats, goats. I, I don't think most people, most people aren't knee fetishists like you. No, it's not. It's not a knee fetish. It is. It is. It is. Um. I think that's a good way of hiding it, though. It's it's a good. De- it's just, a good oh, he- hello, dear. I have a knee fetish. So if you just inspect your knees real quick, <laughs> and we'll, we'll head back to the room. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting on really well, I mean, there are there are more direct ways to check. But anyway, let's let's go on to the next one. Right here we go. So I found another knee shot for um shy <laughs> for shy set. <laughs> We, we are we are going to click into that second picture so I can get that. Z- yeah, there we go. Look at those knees. I'm convinced. Look at those. Who's, so, that, who's that comedian that, sh- that this person really looks like? Um, I can't think of his name. Joe Brand? No. What do you mean her name? No, no, the comedian's a male. Oh. Never mind. Viewers will know who I'm on about. Anyway, so anyway, so I so I'm I think that the articles that I've been reading this, I mean, I hope I'm not I hope I'm not going to get um, sued, but I, I think that the articles that I've been reading, I, they all failed my, my T-radar. Noel Fielding, by the way. Yes. Oh, no, no Fielding. <laughs> right, okay. So anyway, so that brings me on to... Um, oh, uh, that, I'm going to have to do a quick plug while we're here. So the next, so the next thing is... There we go. So Bossman Saga is still on holiday for a couple more days, and when he gets back, he's going to realize what we've done, and he's going to turn this code off. So um, if you want to get tw- uh, tw- no, 50, 50%, 50% off your subscription, signing up uh, on the website um, where it's much better and you don't just get the podcast, you get the, the whole suite of content and back content and all the rest of it. Um, go, go to the website, get 50% off for the next three months with the code SARGON with an E. Now, Dan, yes. being the resident expert, yes. does uh, Carl have womanly hands and wrists? Well, he has a beard, so mm. so I, I would I would generally stop there. Mm. To be honest, mm. yes, I, I I've never actually looked at his knees. I don't think <laughs> the manly wrists. I'll give him that. If you would like more knee, <laughs> come on hashtag knee review now. Yeah. So so then I sort of think, okay, so why is it um, that um, uh, that ladies are doing so? Because presumably at some point we're going to have a lady. Chess Grandmaster, mm-hmm. which is, has, has currently eluded women so far, um, and, and as we were sort of talking about earlier, the, you know there is this. This is this is an IQ distribution. Now, now I, I could be wrong in this, but my understanding is uh, that men and women actually have the same average IQ, mm-hmm. um, but for but the bell curve is is distributed a bit differently. So in women, it's yeah. it's, it's a bit pulled in, it's a bit tighter. So greater male variability. Yeah. So so they have less extremes. They have less idiots. And they have less geniuses as well. Yeah, that's that's my understanding. And the ratio is staggering as well. Like when you get to under sixty, which is clinically retarded, yes. and up to the like one forty there, where you get the geniuses, it becomes like a thousand to one. Yes. So for every one woman who is going to become a, a homeless drug addict, there's a thousand men, and for every man who's going to conquer, yes, uh, reality. There's... But 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 I mean, so, I mean, the thing that strikes me about this curve, if you're listening, is this, is the two curves are actually very very close. But it, it, it does it does flare out that little bit 
right at, at the extremes either end of course if you want to be if you want to be a chess grandmaster or you want to um you know do very well in any sort of cognitive sport where speed of you know synaptic mm. response is is key as as i imagine um league of legends is you really do only want the one or two individuals right at the cusp of that curve mm-hmm. um and you know there you know the, the the men do have do have a clear advantage i i, I found this article so this is uh, this is from paul um Dr. Paul Irvin, there are twice as many women, uh, men as women with an IQ of 120 plus. Uh, let, let me read a bit. All the research I've done points to a gender differences in general cognitive ability. There is a mean difference of about five IQ points. The further up the distribution, the more skewed it becomes. This is your point, Callum. Uh, there are twice as many men with an IQ of 120 as there are women. There are 30 times the number of men uh, with an IQ of 170 as there are women. So women do have um, examples of very high IQs, um, but there were 30 times as many men. Mm. Likewise, at the bottom end of the distribution as well, obviously. And I, don't, I really don't think that that's that surprising. I mean, great amount of variability is, is desirable because men are more expendable than women in, a, in reproductive terms. Yes. Well, if, if, if you look at the sort of genetic data that most women end up reproducing over, mm. over history, Whereas most men don't. Yes. So if you want to, if you're going to play it safe, you want to play it safe with the with the with the females, mm. and you want to experiment with the men. Yes. And see what they do, and if they manage to not throw themselves off a rock or something mm. or or whatever it's stupid props. shit men do, yes, then 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 they get to they they get to uh, procreate. Mm. Uh, Dr. Dr. Irvin says, uh, my findings don't fit my worldview at all. Historically, women have been discriminated against. They've made tremendous progress. And now some people feel like this is a kick in the teeth. Well, look, how could reality do this to us? (laughs) I take take issue with that. It's like, historically, women have been discriminated against. It's like, okay, so if you're a bloke in the the medieval era, oh, it was all brilliant for you, was it? No, it's, it's like life was crap for absolutely everybody apart from a really small nobility class. And that was, and in that life of crapness, we would privilege women in most circumstances because, as you said, not replaceable. Yes, Yes. men replaceable. Yes, yeah, Yeah. exactly. If you if you've got a village of of like fifty of each gender, and you know some some disaster comes along that wipes out half of one of the genders, Mm. you you would pick men every single time. If you're left with if if you're left with two women, you're screwed. If you're left with two men, yes, you can make it work. Yeah, good for them. Jeffrey, (laughs) Doctor Irvin says uh, historically women have been. Oh no, I read that bit. Uh, Women who know uh, no people, no, not just women. uh, People who know virtually nothing about IQ tests claim they have a cultural bias. All IQ tests are thoroughly tested and adjusted for bias. So if anything, IQ tests favour women and not men. Okay, didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, People should have equal opportunities. But if you want a society where everyone feels satisfied, not you're you're not going to find men and women doing the same thing in the same proportions. It would be helpful if we recognize that. Yes. Wouldn't I mean, it just? It's just insane to me that that take is still controversial to some people. Yes. Yes. All for equal opportunities, but not equal outcomes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I just think, you know, why, why can't we just celebrate women for their femininity, mm-hmm. for the things that they actually excel at, rather than constantly trying to shoehorn women into being basically rubbish versions of men? Yeah. Using maleness as the standard. Yes. And and, and, and and then every so often, how about we make men better than women at being women? Then what? Yeah, but we, we <laughs> don't do we? We we just take a bunch of confused young men and turn them into table. ugly, unfeminine men. Mm-hmm. How could you say that? Yes. Then you mean ladies? La- ladies? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Um, they they've always been ladies. Yes. 
But um, yeah, could we, could we, yeah, can we just celebrate gender differences for their advantages and not do this crap all the time? That'd be nice. I suppose on that note, we'll go to the video comments. Mm -hmm. California News. Governor Newsom signed illegal gun-phobic laws. Guns in California will now be taxed at 11%, which doubles the federal 10% gun tax to now be 20%. The left loves to punish poor people, especially poor blacks. Guns in the state must now be sold with a micro-stamp to identify it when shot, and a law banning carrying a gun in any publicly accessible place, stores, and even public parks. So you can only carry a gun on the sidewalk. Do you know... Treating American politics as pure kayfabe, I actually really like Gavin Newsom. I think he's really like, he's just such a perfect like villain character. He's such a psycho. He's yeah. so dead behind the eye. Yeah, but he's got the look, he's got the voice, he's got yeah. the, that sort of rictus grin. It's, 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 he, he is like from those early 90s sci-fi movies where, mm. they hadn't, where they hadn't quite developed CGI mm. and they had to use sort of wax dummies. Yeah. And you just had this eerie uncanny valley thing with dead behind the eyes yeah. psycho thing. And he, he just gives me that every yeah. time. Next one. Find yourself in the UK. What I want now is Kitchen of the Lotus Eaters so that he and Stelios can have a competition. Okay, Harry, I'm doing a USA book tour this month. I couldn't add Swindon to the list. I wanted to, but there were no conventions around there at the time. If you really want me to come over and do Kitchen of the Lotus Eaters, tell everyone to go and buy my books at cscooper.com.au. There's also a feature on my website. Books. If you don't want the book signed, just say yeah. so, and it will funnel the order to a oh, print house in yeah. the UK, and you won't have to pay international shipping. Remind me, what, what was something Lewis Con, Con, what? what was his? Well, thank Craig, you for Craig, Craig Cooper. <laughs> Craig, Craig Cooper books. Okay, I want to go and have a look at those. Go to Craig Cooper books dot US. Anyway, let's yeah. go to the written comments. Okay. Can so, you chaps cook? Hmm? Can you cook? Oh, yeah. God, yes, yeah. I can cook. Master chef, me. Yeah, Callum? I got like three dishes I like. Solid. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I love cooking. Spiritually female. Right. Let's, let's have a, let's... Oh, there's one more. There's one more. So it appears that Doritos made some black supremacist Doritos. It's spicy pineapple <laughs> and jalapeno flavor. And the what? art was made by um, a yeah, pronoun good luck, person. <laughs> And I guess there's some sort of a PepsiCo foundation that is also black supremacist. So that's kind of weird. Um, anyway, you know, black power to make black people fatter and unhealthier, I guess. It would be funny if you opened the packet and there's just a note. Sorry, the contents have been stolen already. <laughs> uh, Tariq Nasheed Doritos is not somewhere I was expecting. My God, look at the comments. Top comment. Look at that. Blood for the blood god, $300 donation. Have some money for Dan's birthday. Aww. Oh, thank you, sir. Right, I'm going to have a word with Carl. That's not, that's not disappearing into the bloody business account. We, we, we're, we're having a piss up with that. Thank you, sir. Well done. Top work. Think of all the knees you could buy with that money. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of going for a night out in Sweden. Not... <laughs> I wasn't going to put us all on a plane. Oh, we've got some in the rumble. Okay. Base tape. Dan, what is your favorite British food? I'll cook it for your birthday to prove British food is the best in the world. Yeah. Favorite British food. Well, um, yeah. Oh, what? Christmas dinner. 
Roast beef. That's our best. Dish. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably. Well, I was going to go with roast, just a good proper roast. But uh, that's the thing. Like the roast is the weekly, and then the Christmas dinner is the king of the weeklies. There. Yes. Like it's the king of the roast dinners. Yes. But I don't know if he's going to do a full. I mean, Christmas mind you, whenever I go to whenever I go to the, a restaurant, it's always just steak. Mm. Biggest biggest steak they've got. So I find steak so boring. Because it's just, it's the same thing everywhere. It's just a pile of meat, which is, you know, fine and all. Yeah, or, or fish, because it's a right pain getting the bloody thing out. Huh? Yeah, I, I can't be bothered with it. But if I, if I want to properly enjoy myself, like Christmas dinner or roast dinner, there's no fussing with nonsense. There is just shove it in. Yeah. And it all is flavorful as well. Yeah. Space Saber's got a good YouTube channel as well. Yeah. Um, but, ooh, uh, Bong Doon the First says, Oh, yes, I took Dan's wonderful advice and got myself a gold tier subscription. Good man. I will upload a video comment as soon as I get my head around the video creation software. Very good. Another, another Sargon uh, Illumini. Right. And John Lewis says, it's worth the price of membership to watch Callum desperately trying to keep it together. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, note to self, do not bring up the SS uh, while on Literally screen, don't Callum. mention the war. <laughs> um, we, we've got some comments from best country to be black. Oh, sorry, yeah. All right. Uh, um, I was going to find you guys a, a, a raunchy video to show you later. Oh, <laughs> I, I'll carry on then. Uh, Le French Adams Apple says, I doubt the polls on the neighbor's race are accurate because the US has the phenomena of white flight. Yeah, revealed preference worth is worth the stated preference. Uh, well documented. And it should be seen in the poll results. I believe the answers show the fear of being called racist more than deeply held beliefs. Yeah, that's actually a good way of looking at that, John. Mm. Is actually who has freedom of speech? Yeah. India. Okay, uh, Sophie Liv says, and eventually Callum is just going to visit all the country he's currently painting red. That's how you know they're good. <laughs> uh, Sophie says, uh, yeah, there are no countries in Africa where it's best to be black for a very simple reason too. You don't get any special privileges in Africa for being black. So why, why would any Western black people go there? Uh, yes, that's what, that's, yeah, exactly. No, nobody goes there. Uh, Kevin says, there's no privilege of being white in Thailand. In fact, even where I work, the black employees get away with much more than I do. I've been there for four years and looking at it, the illegals arriving on um, British beaches get treated better than white people here in Thailand. Yeah, I can believe that from people I know who've, um, who've lived there. Um, oh, we, we, we better move on because we're running out of time. So the ex-current thing, Thomas Howe says, Britain, we make the worst racists. Does that relate Apparently to Apparently so. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll carry on if you want. Oh, good, good, you do. I think it's sick that Andrew, sorry, Kevin Fox, I think it's sick that Andrew Bridgen loses the whip and cannot until recently get Parliament to discuss the vaccine harm. Meanwhile, the pair of mass murder, murderers who developed it get the Nobel Prize. Yeah, well, again, Andrew Bridgen went against the current thing, marked as an enemy. Yep. <laughs> Pirate Tomsky says, Callum is obviously a deep state actor trying to derail Charlie's segment about the current thing. That's not my fault. What say that, you? That's, that's not my fault that the elite decided the SS were now something everyone had it to support. It is not my fault yeah. you mentioned the SS. <laughs> Uh, based did anyone else come on like who saw that coming I mean it's like insane. I knew the whole Nazis yeah. in Ukraine thing was something they wanted to keep hush hush but yeah. the, God praise the SS <laughs> yeah. or you or you love standing ovations is giving yeah, away a bit it was when we, when we covered it though it's the fact that the, the, the speaker of the house literally says this guy fought the Russians in World War 2 yeah so that, do you not think oh who was fighting the Russians in World War 2 yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious Anyway, base tape. Uh, strange. I haven't seen any teenager. <laughs> I reckon these people are so ignorant of history. You could just get a portrait of Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And be like, yes, also, anti-Russian hero. Yeah. I was so hoping that that Waffen SS guy was going to throw up a Roman salute. And you could see, <laughs> and you could see right, that he almost did. And then he, he, he went like that. And then he was like, oh, yeah. Bad and then all the MPs <laughs> go, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that must be some sort of anti-Russian salute. Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
Well done, Canada. So we're distracting ourselves again. Uh, so Basedep says, Strange, I haven't seen any teenage athletes suddenly dropping dead for no reason for a while. I thought this was a totally normal thing to happen. Mm. As you said, Dan. Yes, quite. Um, the French Adam Zappel says, Anti-Brexit propaganda still exists in the EU. The media says Brexit ruined the UK, when the reality is that you guys are doing better than EU countries and that much of the problems we all face is due to the US nuking Nord Stream and getting us to do sanctions against Russia. Yes. Um, seems to be very much true. Shall, shall I do a quick couple of yeah, ones of mine before we go on? So MC says this last segment is going to be a banger for those listening to the audio with those lovely lady voices. Uh, Soap, who is a woman, not a lady, uh, says honestly, I am laughing at this. Trying to make it well, uh, uh, I, sh- I should do. Trying to make the gaming more <laughs> inclusive is so stupid anyway. Nothing is <laughs> nothing is preventing women from jumping in. I have never been excluded from anything. I am just really bad at these sort of games. I prefer single games anyway. I am just so laughing at this. <laughs> So, hang on. You know she's Danish, right? Well, that's that's the best I can do at short notice for a, for a woman's voice. You gotta do a potato in the throat, and then you end the potato. <laughs> Man or woman? <laughs> All of this is said with full respect. Um, so, um, and, and finally, um, Alex Stake says, Nula Day. They're all trannies. That's what I'm going with. No, we're not allowed to say trannies. If we say trannies, he has to edit it out. So every time you say trannies, it creates extra work for Callum. This doesn't go on YouTube, though. This. Oh, right. Does then. it? <laughs> Very good. Are we, are we are we out of time? Yeah, or? we are. We're two minutes over, in fact. But uh, yeah, are, are we are we still on? I don't know. Do we? Hey, wait, oh, okay, of, right. We're out of time. Oh, right. Okay. Cheers. Uh, bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.